just river kids Picking up stones like David did Watching them long necks break off a freight train bridge We went to church in a Detroit car Our daddies drank draft at the local bar With an aching back just like old granddad did And we like cold cake beer Fixing up trucks Old bird dogs and the woman we love Maxwell has steaming out of a coffee cup We say our prayers send them to the sky Bust our banks barely getting by Carolina to California up to Illinois Yeah, there's guys like us Blue-collar boys Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Marcus Show Bro, I am your host as I am every time Marcus himself and as always with me, my partner in crime, my number two, the Wally Zerbiak, to my JJ Hickson, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan, buddy, how's it going? Great. Man, I look forward to these Cavs analogies. I don't know how you come up with what you're going to say, but they're good. Hey, I find them. I, I dig deep and I find them deep in the archives, baby. That's like. Going back to 2008, 2009, right there. There it is, 2008, 2009. Golly, Ryan. You're a Rolodex, son. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got a, uh, a Friday episode. Going to come out Friday night. Uh, Going to probably push it Saturday. Uh, just got busy on Thursday, but we have our the, – the listeners obviously can't see this, but we got our, uh, our Stein, 20, 24 ounces um, of some Colorado Kool-Aid. Uh, that we're going to take down as we do this show. So, uh, Ryan, right off the bat, I just got to tell you, I got to be honest with you, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, busy week. yeah track started this week. Uh, still, like, you know, working every day. So, it's it's um, it's getting to be a struggle, but we're here, and I'm excited to do this. I was pumped. We have so many, so many things to talk about. It's, it's crazy how when we miss one show, there's so many things that we really need to go over. Um, starting with, and this would, would have led a Wednesday show, uh, but we're going to just do it now and kind of uh, look at the fallout from it. Uh, last Sunday, Jawan Howard, <laughs> yeah, Jawan Howard, uh, gets into a little bit of a can we call it an altercation? Um, with uh, Greg Gard, is that his name? Head coach for Wisconsin, Greg Gard. Uh, so let me just, I want to, I want to paint the scene for everything that happened and then me and you can go ahead and talk about it for a bit. So, um, Wisconsin, that was a really good game early on back and forth. Really, really good. And near the end Wisconsin just pulled away and we're going to talk more about Wisconsin here in a little bit. I think they're absolutely legit. They're a really, really, really good team. Um, Johnny Davis is the real deal. Yes. He's awesome. He's a great leader for that team. Uh, and, and, and a really good player. So, uh, Wisconsin starts to pull away. Um, I think they had a 10 plus point lead. I think it was double digits within, within double digits. Uh, Michigan starts to press as, um, Wisconsin has their backups in. They're going to go over the 10 second violation, uh, for the backcourt guard calls timeout. Juwan Howard takes exception to the timeout because the clock is sub one minute uh we get in the handshake line afterward uh guard tries to explain as the story goes guard tries to explain himself uh juan takes exception to it um and then kind of like melee ensues and uh benches start getting each other's face but the craziest part about the whole thing is juan howard reaching over and i wouldn't even call it a punch at first i said punch i'm not going to call it a punch it was more like a yeah, it was like a slap. Gra- it was almost like he tried to grab him. Um, and it was uh, Wisconsin assistant coach. I forget his name, but he did. He played for Wisconsin. Um, Let me go find the name right Yeah, now. back in the day. Uh, but I w- it was crazy. And once Juwan did that, it was like all hell broke loose. Yeah. Like then everybody was going after everybody. It was insane. The fallout was insane. Uh, the pro- post-game press conferences where Juwan 
didn't really apologize at all and guard seemed much more calm cool collected about the whole situation um was absolutely nuts so we got then uh the next day later the next night so about one full day later the big 10 hands out uh i guess it was really michigan but um the big 10 and michigan suspend uh howard for the rest of the regular season he can come back in the big 10 tournament game um and the ncaa tournament if they make it so yeah joe krabenhoff is yeah the name of the coach he hit yeah krabenhoff who played for wisconsin too mm-hmm. so he's a wisconsin grad um ryan go ahead and just give me your thoughts off the jump about the howard situation well so Howard was initially upset over him calling a late game timeout. And Howard has done that before, too. He called a timeout late against Ohio State. I think he did the same thing against Rutgers in games that they lost. It might not have been against Rutgers, but he's done it before. But this is the thing that kind of annoys me. So they're down, what, 13, 15 points with five mm-hmm. minutes ago. They have all their starters still in there pressing. This is the thing that really, as I said, bothers me. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to fight hard. We're going to play to the end no matter what. Well, don't get mad at the other team for – playing until the end of the game too. Greg Gard had every right to call a timeout. And yeah, he doesn't want to, he's playing probably the walk-ons or, mm-hmm. you know, walk-ons are, are just the guys who don't typically get to play. You know, they only play when they're up or down big. Mm-hmm. And he said he doesn't want to put them in a bad situation. So he had every right to give them an extra six seconds as opposed to, you know, them just doing something stupid because they don't play that much. Mm-hmm. Was he, like, are you, you're really upset over that? I'm like, well, if you're upset, then, Call off the dogs then, you know, let them dribble out the clock. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think he has this thing with late game timeouts. Yeah. He's and and he's had situations before where, and I forgot about him until this year where he does kind of show hothead tendencies. Um, yeah, he was yelling at Maryland's coach that he would kill him. Yes. Yeah. So he's had a couple of times where he kind it's of like a first time thing. Yeah. yeah he becomes unhinged. Um, so it, it was shocking and it's, it's crazy and I couldn't believe it happened. Uh, and so, like I said, suspended for the rest of the regular season. Uh, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about the suspension and the way we feel about it. One thing before that. Yeah. yeah. My late game timeout joke. Reverting to Chris Weber. Yes. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. He really doesn't like late game timeouts because he's nope. still thinking of Chris Weber calling one. Hey, Ryan, now now that I get it, because I'm just kind of my brain's in a million directions right now, I'm gonna give that an eight point two out of ten. That's pretty good. Right. Solid. I'll take it. That's a really good B. I said it the first yeah. time. I'm like, maybe I gotta explain. No, it went over my head. It went over my head. That's 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 a that's a deeper level joke than I than I, I get. But uh no, that's a good one. Um but the the uh now you got me all flustered ryan um <laughs> yeah whether the suspension was a correct punishment yes exactly so we talked about it and there were so many things coming out there were things coming out from greg guard started it and you brought this up before we even got on greg guard started it, he shouldn't get punished for that that much of time all the way to he should be fired okay there were two ends of the spectrum i think depending on if you if you were a Michigan fan, if you were a fan of neither, or if you were a Wisconsin fan. Um, right. And I think Buckeye fans were the ones saying he should be fired. So, um, <laughs> so he gets I mean, the, Did Woody Hayes get fired for doing the same thing? Dude, that's the most asinine comparison. The most asinine comparison I've ever heard in my life. I'm just saying, that was when the world was all big and tough, and they fired, you know, everybody, com- everybody complains we're, we're a bunch of snowflakes now. You punched a kid in the throat. Yeah. <laughs> um, the first time he did it on, in front of people. Yes, that's true. He just got caught the two times he punched people. Um, but I, so I look at it, and it, I think they did it this way, end of the regular season, because of how many games are left. So we're getting very close to the end of the regular season in college basketball, uh, which sucks. I do love the tournaments that, that happen, but oh, um, I love them so much. We're, we're, we're like so close to the big dance, which is going to be awesome. But um, I think that if it would have happened with seven or eight games left and he got, you know, suspended for the rest of them, it would have sat better in my stomach uh, that they suspended him for, you know, that many games. But five kind of seems like almost too little to me. I don't know. I go back and forth. What do you think? 
I think it's the right punishment just because, you know, at least, you know, you, they put a number on there. So we're, we're going to punish because Michigan, Michigan's on the bubble right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Joe Lenardi has them in the tournament as of right now in this latest bracketology, but not by much. But maybe their way of punishing Jawan Howard is, well, you guys need to win. So we're going to take away your head coach for the rest of the regular season. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I think it's the right number. I mean, Yes, this isn't his first time, like, acting out, but it's the first time, you know, he started a brawl. I will say if he does this again, if this happens again, I think there will be a more severe suspension if mm-hmm. he's not fired. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the things that people were trying to say is ridiculous. Like, oh, Greg Garf put his hands on him. Well, if you watch how their other hand shakes, Greg Garf would always shake his hand and put his other arm, like, on his shoulder or something. Yeah. And he's like, I had to protect myself. I'm like – Greg Guard's 5'11". You're six. You have eight inches on your <laughs> Don't tell yeah. me, like, this isn't like, because in, in certain situations, Greg Guard could hurt him, but you're standing face to face. Don't tell me he's going to hurt you. When you're literally looking down at him to talk. Yeah, but, and that, that is, that's a, that's a big time. Uh, I know Mike Krzyzewski does it too, the grab the elbow, handshake, kind of bring you in a little bit closer kind of thing. Um, so, no, I'm totally with you on that. I I. I I think he was just kind of grasping at straws to make himself seem better. This may seem asinine. I would have been, I would not have been okay with Jawan Howard being fired. That I would have been like, that's insane. That's insane. You can't do that. Overreaction. I, I think that was how, how a, lot, a lot of people felt at first, but mm-hmm. the more you thought about it, it was just like, you know, he didn't punch the guy. Like maybe if he caught him with a full fist, you think that changes the situation? It was just, a, I don't want to call it a little slap. Because yeah. It was more like a grab. The more that I look at it, it looks like more like he tried to like grab his head or something. Like it, like he, he's not trying. It's not like full open hand boom. He like has a little bit of like, like finger, you know, yeah. grabbing motion. But um, this is this is what I'm gonna say, and I'm, I, I, I've 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 gone back and forth on this. I would have also been okay with him being suspended rest of the regular season and Big Ten tournament. I would have been okay with that yeah, because I, I, you know, I think I would have too. I think it goes along with what you said too. Now he's a repeat offender of like, you know, showing anger issues. That's, that's number one. Number two, he's the head coach of the basketball team. Like you have to show a little bit more class gumption, something like, because you are the head coach. Um, I agree. I'm sure he was probably pissed off they didn't win that game, and they were within it the whole time. There, there were times I was watching, and I thought Michigan's going to win this game. Uh, and Wisconsin's a really good, really good team, and Michigan was in Madison, mm-hmm. so that win goes a long no, and that win goes a long way going into the to the to the March Madness, um, into the Big Dance. So I think that he was probably pissed off about that that they didn't win, uh, and it was. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm going to repeat it. I'm okay. I'm totally okay. Like, I'm not one of those who was like, oh, he should have got more. I'm totally okay with the regular season. I understand where they're coming from, and you make a really good point about that. Like, now you got to win without your head coach. Um, but I would have been equally as okay if it was, yeah, we're going to go ahead and suspend you until the tournament. So your team has to not only do the regular season, they got to have a good showing, if not win, the Big Ten uh, tournament to get in. And then once that happens, then you get him back. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I got you. And I don't think Michigan ever wanted to fire him just because, you know, I don't know if he graduated from Michigan, so I don't know if if he's considered an alumni. But, you know, he went to the school. He played for, like, one of their most famous, like – he's Jawan Howard, he played, like, what, 15, 16 years in the NBA. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows him from the Fab Five at Michigan. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think Michigan – had the balls to fire him. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think that would, there would have been probably even more outrage if he was fired. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, but I, I thought it was okay. I, I'm interested to see they uh, played maybe Rutgers. Yeah, Thursday, Wednesday. Uh, they played somebody else. It was either Maryland or Rutgers. It was a red team. Maryland, yeah. Red team in the Big Ten. Played them and waxed them, absolutely waxed them. So, uh, schedule right now. Yeah, so it was a really good showing from them. The first game without Jawan, um, 
and and so they could go on a tear these last couple of games. Uh, once you pull up their schedule, we'll kind of break it down and see what we think, and, and then that'll lead into to more of the end of the show as well. Because um, I don't know if Michigan plays uh, Saturday or not. I didn't see them as I was thumbing through, um, but I was really just big game hunting. Um, Michigan but, plays... Uh, who do they play? No, they beat uh, Rutgers. They play, I was uh, right. Don't ever question yeah, me again, Illinois, Ryan. Illinois on Sunday at home. Illinois on Sunday at home. I think that's a win for Illinois. I think so, too. Okay. The end of the season of Illinois, Michigan State, Iowa, and then Ohio State. So three of their next three of their final four games are at home. Okay. So wait, go through that again. At Illinois. Illinois they played Michigan State on the first, which is a Tuesday. And okay. Where's that at? Ann Arbor or uh, Lansing? Ann Arbor, yeah. They played their next three games at home. So, oh, so even, even Illinois at home. Yeah, Illinois, Michigan State, Iowa are all three at home. They play Iowa next Thursday. And they play Ohio State on Sunday. Dude, that is a brutal four-game stretch for Michigan. Yeah. That's brutal. They have to They have to really win because what's what are, what's their record? They are 15 and 11. So, for them, they really need to win at least three of those games. Yeah, I would think I was thinking three, three and one. Yeah, that is probably the best-case scenario. They cannot afford – I don't – I don't see them beating Illinois or Iowa, but I can see them playing Michigan State really tough because that's a rivalry game. And Michigan State is sliding, and we're going to get to them yes. when we go through the yes. speed date as well, but Michigan State is not looking good ending the season. And, I mean, yes, they end with Ohio State, but Ohio State, yes, Ohio State beat them the first time, but you just don't know what you're going to get with Ohio State. I think <laughs> Ohio State will wax them, but I don't. I, I can't say for sure because you don't know which Ohio State yeah. is going to show up. Yeah, it's insane. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we're going to get to uh, – do you have anything else on Jawan Howard before we move on? I just don't understand why Michigan fans were so upset that – they were there was outrage that uh, Krabenhoff wasn't disciplined either. Like, what did he do besides he didn't yeah. act? Yeah. Like, I could – like, did he say something? He didn't throw hands. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it's a defend your guy situation. It's a defend your guy situation. Because, you know, Michigan had two players suspended. Because that's when it really popped off is when Howard hit him. And then, you know, then it's just we, you got to stand up for your guy sort of thing. Oh, 100%. 100%. Wisconsin had one player suspended, and there are two Michigan players who got suspended. It was like Terrence Williams and then uh, Musa something. I, I can't pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I, I think Howard's the one that's he's completely in the wrong. And, you know, like we said, he just – he's got to – He's got to watch it because, man, he just loses it sometimes. Mm-hmm. He just loses it. This, this could be, as his old teammate Jalen Rose said, this could be a good learning experience for him, just a time for growth, just to mm-hmm. sit back and be like, uh, you know, just keep your emotions in check in certain situations. Like, yeah. That right there. Like, that didn't need to happen. Like, I mean, do coaches get mad over late game timeouts? Sure. But was, was that a reason to start a full-on brawl? No. No. Like, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Um, but, uh, you want to talk about the association? Let's do it. Okay. So we're going to transition to, uh, the NBA a little bit, and then we're going to go back to college basketball. I know it doesn't make much sense, but I love ending with the speed date and going through all the Saturday games. Um, Ryan, I'm a little ashamed to admit this and you're probably going to laugh at me, but that's okay. The all-star game on Sunday. That is the most NBA basketball I've watched at one time this whole year. Um, really, I have not sat down and watched a ton of now to, tonight, Friday night. I plan on sitting down and watching a good heavy about, um, especially catching the second half of uh, uh, Heat Knicks. I want to see that one. Um, I've watched more college hoops than that. <laughs> Come on, man. yeah, I know. I'm trying. I it's it's <laughs> it's so tough for me, man. I, yeah, I try, I and we're getting. So. Yes, and I'm getting back into it right after the All-Star break. So, like, the break happened. I couldn't really watch a ton throughout this week. Um, all that kind of stuff. But from the All-Star game, I just want to say this. Uh, and we're going to get to the 75 and all that stuff. The first thing I want to lead off with is, is Steph Curry the most fun basketball player to watch? Ever. Ever. I mean, he is. When he gets hot, like, you know, he can pull up from probably – the foul line on the other end, mm-hmm. five feet, he make it. Like 
he can just go on a tear and it's just like it's insane. What do you do? Like, what yeah. can you do? Like, mm-hmm. Now, let's preface it with there wasn't a ton of great defense being played, but yeah. when he made like two or three in a row, they started collapsing down on him a lot harder. Um, and he just kept making them. Like it was it was actually insane. Mm-hmm. Uh he made the couple that were from the logos, uh, like well beyond the three point line. He went for fifty, which yeah. again, all star game. I think it was two points off the, the all-time. Uh, or three points, I guess. Two points from tying it. Um, which is Anthony Davis, which is wild. I know. You um, didn't expect it to be AD, yeah. No. Uh, but that's that's one of the big things I took from that. And my second thing is, I, I don't know how you feel about the setup of the All-Star game. Um, like the way they do it now. where I kind of like it. Dude. I hate it, but go on. Well, I like how they have to, you know, the fourth quarter gets a little fun. Like, they actually start trying. Like, the first three quarters, I mean, yeah, I kind of get the starting over to score at the end of each quarter is kind of a little. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't know how they picked why one four, to play the 143. But I, I kind of like it because at the end, especially for at the end of the game, it's kind of like, you know, you, you just need to hit one shot to win the game. You don't have to worry about fouling or. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. Like, they, they, they really pick it up. And I kind of like it like that because there were times when the All-Star game just kind of can be a little unwatchable because nobody obviously plays defense. And it's just, you know, guys just throwing up alley-oops or just, you know, mm-hmm. easy dunks or just throwing up threes sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I get that. And I totally get that that premise on it and, and knowing that the last shot's going to – or the last – the game's going to end on a shot. Um <sighs> This is why I don't like it, and it always goes back to why I don't like things in sports. Uh, I had the over 123.5 or something like that, uh, or 323.5, my bad, not one, 323.5. Um, and I totally forgot that they have the new setup of the way that it goes, and so there was like literally only one score that could happen for it to actually go over, uh, and it didn't happen. So I was pissed. I was literally like doing the math. Like it was like target 163. What the hell? So I'm like calculating like, okay, what does they have to get so that this, this hits? And and I realized it had to be like 162 to like 164. And I'm like, this is hell. This is literal hell. If I would, if I would have known this, I would not have taken the over because I thought they played four full quarters and they were just going to demolish that number. Um, when you looked last year, it was 170 to 150, I believe, because um, 170 or 160-something was their target number. Uh, yeah, I just it, it, it comes down to gambling. That's what it comes down to. That's why I don't like it. I feel yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but I thought it was fun. I was entertained. Like I said, I sat, I watched the entire thing it was a lot of fun i watched the highlights afterward and it did put the bug back in me to uh to to get back in and watch watch a good amount more um to to end this year so uh one of the big stories that came out of uh well two we're, we're gonna go over this this one first um the nba 75 uh so let's go ahead and talk about that real quick uh and they did a really good time at halftime they did an insane job Bringing them all, that was so, so cool. Um, Now, uh, were you a little upset that Michael Jordan got a bigger applause than LeBron? It didn't bother me, but Michael Jordan, he's just Michael Jordan at this point. Yeah. I I don't think people actually expected him to be there because he wasn't at the facility, like the, uh, because they took a picture, like a group photo pregame because Jordan was at like the Daytona 500 or Mm -hmm. whatever. And his team almost won. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch any of it, but yeah. Uh, yeah. But Michael Jordan's Michael Jordan. He's got all the money in the world, so he can just take a private jet and he's there, which is yeah. what he did. Yeah. And I think maybe people weren't expecting him to be there. And he's just, he's Mike, he's MJ. Like, mm-hmm. How, like, wow, he's actually there, sort of thing. And seeing him and LeBron embrace was actually really cool. On a scale from one to 10, how drunk was Michael Jordan when he, when he walked out there? <laughs> Had to have been like an eight and a half. Had to have been lit. Yeah. He had been lit up. Party. <laughs> yes, loves to party. Have you ever seen him walk around with just the bottles of tequila? That's so funny, dude. Yes, dude, it's hilarious. Uh, but anyway, it was cool. I was I was going crazy when they did Jordan. Obviously, I went crazy by myself when they did the Kobe Bryant, uh, put him up on the board. Um, 
I did have a, and I'll expose myself a little bit, moment of weakness where I was watching and I, I honestly, I got up and I missed part of the forwards. Um, and I was pissed when they announced the centers and uh, didn't announce Barkley. And I went, what the I did. Barkley is definitely on the list. He was on the top 50 list. I know. I, I, and I texted you and I texted Matt and I was like, what the hell is going on with Charles Barkley? This is bullshit. Um, and uh, come to find out that yeah, he was a forward and sometimes would even play guard uh, when he was with Phoenix. So, um, you know, right hand up. I, I, you know, I just, with all the rebounds, man, I thought he was just, he would, he played more center position, but that's just close minded Marcus for you. You know what I mean? I guess he, he was a little undersized though to play power forward, but he was still yeah. very good at what he did. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, and I was happy to see that. I was, you know, uh, happy to see most of the actors like Chris Paul, 100% deserved to be on. Um, Steph Curry, 100% deserved to be on. Um, uh, 11 active players were actually made it on. Let yeah. Me, um, the uh, the big three from Boston, 100% yes. deserved to be on. Uh, in Garnett, Pearson, Allen. Um, so, Dwayne Wade, 100%. These are the active players. Giannis, Mello, Curry, AD, uh, KD, uh, Harden, LeBron, Kawhi. Dame, who we'll get to him in a second. Yeah, Chris Paul and Russ. Th those guys all deserve to be on the list. Okay, so go through them again one more time. These are the active players. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So Giannis. Okay, cool Mello, with that. Cool with Melo. Steph. 100% cool with Steph. AD. I wouldn't say 100% cool with AD. I would not say 100%. That's a debatable one. We'll get to that here in just a second. Yeah. Uh, KD. 100%. Harden. 95% cool with that. Yeah, well, LeBron. 100%. Kawhi. How do you feel about that? Kawhi's just so weird just because he doesn't have, like, a, a, person, a personality. Uh, he just doesn't ever say anything. But, I mean, look, he's a two-time champion. I mean, he literally, you know, he's the the sole reason that Toronto beat uh, Golden State. I mean, yeah, you mm -hmm. can say KD and Clay getting hurt helped helped a little bit, but still, you know, he's a top great defensive player. He's, I think he's just a type of guy who he wasn't like how do I word this? I, I don't want to say like he had like a low draft stock because he was a first round pick, but he's one of those guys. He's just got a lot. I don't think he would. No one expected him to be as good as he's become. Sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's just gotten better like each year. Mm -hmm. Maybe some people are a little sour how things ended in San Antonio where he just, you know, sat out a whole year due to like a quad injury, basically. Yeah. It, it, to me, it just seems like, and I could be wrong because again, we don't see his personality. Mm -hmm. It seems like he just doesn't care about basketball. Like he just doesn't care sometimes. You know what I mean? I, I, I get you. Yeah. Because, he, he his facial expression never changes. That that's why you know he's always just sitting there like this, mm -hmm. or gives the same demeanor. Like yeah, in the Stuart Scott interview, like during the twenty fourteen finals, or where he's like, so who tell us who's Kawhi Leonard? He's like, I'm Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> it's just so funny. Yeah. Or how in, during the bubble, they show him walking into a game. He has an iPad. He's holding an iPad, looking at it, and it's just he's just looking at the home screen. Yeah, like, just just doesn't want anybody to talk to him. Right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, and so it's 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 tough to say, but okay. And who's after Kawhi? Okay, uh, let me get the list back up. Oh, Ryan, come I on. We were done. We were rolling. Um, Dame. We'll come back. We'll come back. Chris Paul. One hundred percent. Russ. One hundred percent. I think his numbers alone, and that might be controversial, but I think the, the numbers and the MVPs have to matter. Absolutely. You, what Russ has done, like, he's the first player to, you know, to average a triple-double since uh, the big O, and he's done it, like, after he did it, he made, like, a career out of it. Like, he did, like, mm -hmm. two or three more times. It, it just became a natural thing for Russ after that. Yeah, which is, which is a wild, which is wild. I think Russ is one of the most, like, 
disrespected players of the generation. Like, I think everybody would take Russ on their team. He's just like the guy goes so hard, like hundred ten percent every night. I mean, yeah, he's not a great shooter. I mean, he's more of a volume shooter. Like he can get be either red hot or ice cold. He just can't consistently knock down threes, and he has issues turning the ball over just because. The fact that he plays so hard, he gets out of control at times. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that he's just in a bad situation with the Lakers, and I thought that from the beginning, that he's just in a bad spot with the Lakers, and he needs to be somewhere that – he almost needs to be somewhere that he's surrounded with young guys that are not young guards. Like, they need to be, like, like a team that has a really good – power forward, small forward, and maybe like a pretty good center that he can control the game and facilitate to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Almost what he had his MVP season. Like yeah. After KD left. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if, if, if you had given him a, another shooter or two, that team would have been, could have been a lot better. Like, yeah. yeah. I've always loved watching Russ play. Like th- those Thunder teams were always like kind of like my – second favorite team to watch behind the Cavs. Yeah. Like, I would never say I was a Thunder fan. I was more of just a Russ fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was fun to watch. His numbers each night were really fun. Um, So, uh, let's go to it. This is the big thing we wanted to talk about. Both of us kind of agreed on this. Damian Lillard. Yes. He. What has he accomplished to be on that list? Like, how far, like, have the Blazers ever made, they made it to the conference finals, I think. I, mean, I think so, yes. 2019. But besides that, he, they've just consistently been like a first or second round exit. And he's, mm-hmm. what, like a four-time All-Star. I think he's got, well, let me pull up some of Dame's. No, no MVPs. Correct. I don't think he's ever been really close. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a while where he didn't even make an All-Star team. Because I remember him, like, complaining about not being there. But, okay, he's a six-time All-Star. He's a six-time All-NBA. I, I don't think he's ever been first-team or anything like that. I wouldn't imagine because there's been so many good point guards right. during the time that he's been in the league. Because it's either Steph or Russ. you know, Chris Paul. Kyrie. Yeah. Yes, I said CP. Um, who else? My mind just went blank. Um. Yeah, no, it's just, it, it, it is a very heavy point guard league that, you know, guys that can make, and, and this is not to. Like he's I, a great player, but I just don't think he deserves, there are other players who are more deserving to be on the list than Dane. Yeah, and he, he's just not, he's not top 75. I'm sorry, he just isn't all time. No, no. Um, so that was the first one that said, like when he walked out, I went, eh, that's weird. Why? It, that, that didn't make any sense to me. Uh, was there anybody else that stuck out to you? Or go on about Dame. Dame is just more – I think he's just more of a recency bias, which is how he made a list. It's the fact that he's still playing, and he's still playing at a high level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you brought up Harden, and Harden's kind of an interesting one because when I thought about it, because I was like, wait a minute, does Harden really deserve to be on the top 75? I mean, but the more I thought about it, I think he does just because the guy can flat-out score. Like, he mm-hmm. is a great – like. Look at some of his numbers during his MVP season when they were uh, doing, like, players of the week where it would be, like, Harden and someone else. And Harden would average, like, 36 points that week. And let's yeah. say Giannis averaged, like, 27 or some, something like that. And it's just, like, Harden was just on another level. So Harden can get red hot or he can just be ice cold. But the thing I was thinking that maybe could disqualify him, and I'm going to compare him to a guy I'm going to bring up here in a second, is mm-hmm. the fact that – He's not only hard as a great teammate, he's forced his way off of two very good – off of two teams. I mean, that Rockets team, I think, was kind of on the de- on the decline. Yeah. He forced his way out of Houston. And he just forced his way out of Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And it's his – like, he basically quit on two teams. But, like, yes. He quit on Brooklyn. Like, he wasn't sued. Like, he literally wasn't going to play until he got traded. Oh, yeah, no, he 100% quit on them. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then he did the whole, like – didn't play, got a little bit bigger thing to get out of Houston too. Like, just yeah. wasn't working out at all. And so, like, you know, yeah. He said that this is where I wanted to be, like mm-hmm. Brooklyn. And he said the same thing with Philly. And I'm like, are you, you know, are you, do you really mean that? Or are you just thrilled that you're out of Brooklyn? Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. But I think people forget, but he played for OKC before that. I, I have to remember, remind myself, this is his fourth team he's been on. Yeah. And at OKC, was that he came off the bench. Yeah. 
Yeah, sixth man of the year. And the Thunder just didn't want to pay him because if they it would have extended him, they would have gone over the luxury tax, mm-hmm. which is nothing, really. Yeah, and the fact that they had Westbrook at the same time, too. So Westbrook, Durant, Abaka, mm-hmm. like That's the most insane team to never win a title. I've thought about yeah. this. Hey, don't steal this idea, okay? Anybody that's listening, there needs to be a 30 for 30 about that team called Thunder and Lightning. Um, that's just about how I've thought about this very deeply. Um, how they all got together, uh, or they were all together. They were all drafted like the, the Thunder did it the correct way. Um, and you can even start all the way back to the Supersonics, like the Supersonics. That would be so good because they were, they were almost – they weren't an expansion team, but they kind of were because mm-hmm. Oklahoma City – the state of Oklahoma has never had a professional sports team. Like this is their first team, and they got these re- really good young stars mm-hmm. and like their third, fourth – because KD played his rookie year in Seattle, which was 2008. Then he yeah. they were there 0809. So like – and they're in the 2012 finals, so that's 0809. That's their third year – in Oklahoma City that yeah. they made the finals. It, it, and I think their second year, you know, they were in the um, – they went to the – no, it was their fourth year they were in Oklahoma City they made to the finals. Their third year they went – lost to, like, Dallas or something in the second round. Yeah. And they played the Heat that, that year that they made to the finals, didn't they? The LeBron they Heat. They lost in six games because – or was it five or – I think it was five games. Because I'm still in Brooklyn. Oklahoma City won game one. Mm-hmm. And it looked like, oh, here you go again. LeBron, he, he can't get it done. But, yeah, because I think, yeah, game one was in OKC. Mm-hmm. And then he won the next four. And everybody thought they'd be back. But Hart, they didn't want to pay Harden. Yeah. And, and I guess Harden, because we all know Harden loves to have fun off the court. Yeah. He was having a lot of fun, like, the nights get – like on their off nights during the finals, he was out late, like in Miami partying. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me. Cause I remember them reading after he got traded that that was a reason why they wanted to trade him. Not just yeah. because he didn't want to pay him. It was more that he was ha- having too much fun off the court, mm-hmm. but I think he's deserving talent wise, but I just think the fact that he is not a great teammate could disqualify him too. See, and, and don't let him bring up a guy that, that I disagree with, but you think should be on the top top 75, because I kind of disagree for the same reason. Uh, yeah. And Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. Dwight Howard, he, that's the whole reason. Like, Dwight Howard even said he knew he wasn't going to make it, because he's not he, he's not well-liked among peers. Mm-hmm. But you got to listen to some of his accolades. He's, a, he's an NBA champion. He was on the Lakers two years ago. Five-time for you know NBA All First Team, eight All Stars appearances, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, four-time First Team All Defense. Like you gotta think, I I just think what he accomplished in Orlando is enough to have him on that list because people forget like 10, 10 years ago, or probably even further back than that. Like if you you know if you would ask a team who if you had a young player in the league to start a team of who'd you pick, it was like LeBron and then Dwight Howard. Like mm-hmm. Dwight Howard had like that type of impact. But yeah. everything just changed from once he went, like got traded to the Lakers. I mean, him and Kobe didn't get along right away. I think Kobe could see right away he didn't have it in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's just not – I don't think he was well-liked in Houston either. Because here's an interesting story. Because he played for Atlanta for a year. And when he got traded from Atlanta to Charlotte, his like Atlanta teammates were literally jumping for joy when they heard the news. Mm-hmm. He's from Atlanta too, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. This is why. So I guess before like each and every game, Dwight would be like, all right, guys, let's play hard tonight. Let's hustle back on defense, you know, like mm-hmm. just always go 100%, blah, 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 you know, dive after those 50-50 balls. And then when the game starts, Dwight's not hus- – he's not doing his part. You know, he's not practicing what he's preaching. Yeah. And I think that just rubs people the wrong way. And he's done this a couple of times where after he's eliminated from like the playoffs, he'll go on like TNT and he'll – discuss like what like he did this after his last year in houston where like um he went on and talked like what happened with because that uh i think it was 2016 that rockets team was like an eight seed and they just him and harden didn't get along which Mm -hmm. is kind of ironic we just brought up Harden not being a good teammate but i i don't think dwight howard is any better and he dwight howard seemed to do a good job of you know trying to play victim like oh people just don't like how i do things i like to do it this way, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, Dwight, it's your fault. Like, 
And he, you know, he even said he wasn't expecting, he knew he wasn't going to be on the list just because people just don't like him. Yeah. He's the, I think he has the accolades to be on that list. And why do you think he shouldn't be on the list? Because, and I, I completely agree with you that what he did in, uh, with the magic, what he did in uh, Orlando was insane. I mean, he was at the time, you're right. He was the most compelling fun player to watch in the league because he was so dominant down low both offensively and defensively. He was like he was like a second Shaq. And, and, and an athletic freak for a guy his mm-hmm. size. Like he won the dunk contest. Like yeah. you don't see guys that big like participate in like the slam dunk contest. Mm-hmm. Um but and this may be bias, hundred percent I'm gonna say it may be bias. Mm-hmm. The way that things went with the Lakers and then the way that they went moving forward, like he just was never the same guy. Like no. in Orlando, he was awesome, but I think the entire entirety, entirety, am I saying that right? The the his whole career needs to matter. Okay, so everywhere he's been needs to matter. It can't just be that he played really well his first couple of years in the league. Like it can't be that he played exceptionally well the first couple of years in the league. Like, to, we're talking top 75 guys that have ever played in the NBA. You know what I mean? I got you. Yeah. And he, you know, he, I think he's almost on, like, winning the finals was almost like a, rede- like, sort of a redemption tour. Because mm-hmm. then he's mm-hmm. in Philly. He had a pretty good year with the Sixers. And then he's back with the Lakers now, even though the Lakers are a complete mess. But yeah, it's almost like he's trying to do his best to make, like, people forget about how, those years in Houston and his one year in Atlanta. And then his first time with the Lakers, too. Yeah. That yeah. didn't go well at all. Mm-hmm. Not even a little bit, uh, which is crazy because they got – I mean, you got Nash on the way decline. Um, Nash didn't even play at all. I think that he was injured the majority of the contract. Yeah. Um, and so – had Chris Paul and you know, that whole controversial deal. Dude, stop. Don't ever bring that up again around me. That's well, the most. That's when they got Dwight Howard. That's the most BS. David Stern blocking. Dude, I was so pissed off as a. Rightfully so, you should have. Yeah, been. it was all set up, and then David Stern just blocks it, like because he didn't want another super team. And then what happened? Now a lot of people were complaining, like, "Well, how come he couldn't stop that? You know, why didn't the league stop when?" Uh, Paul George and Kawhi both got traded to the Clippers, you know, like that situation. Or mm-hmm. when KD signed with the, the Thunders, like, well, how come Chris Paul can play on the Lakers? But, you know, it's it's a little different thing. It's like apples to oranges sort of thing. Mm. Well, you can still compare them, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can see I, I've really uh, yeah. lit a fuse here with you. So. Yeah, hey, hey, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, so, um. Yeah, I just I didn't agree with it right off the bat, uh, and so it's just you know that's my personal feeling and whatever I'm gonna stick to it. So, um, did you have anything else about the seventy five? Oh, I just, I just want to name off a couple other guys who were snubbed who I think should who are okay. deserving. Pal Gasol. Yep, I can agree with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, because his top accolade, two time NBA champion, like he was like what? Sh- okay, he wasn't. As good as Shaq was for Kobe on his first mm-hmm. three titles, but he was without a doubt like that. He helped Kobe get back there. Like that trade when they got him in 07 08, that was just the move. He was the piece that they needed that elevated the Lakers. Oh, and he, he was a power forward, wasn't he? Yeah. So, like, he wasn't a dominant center down low, but no. as far as like, at, remember at the time to be very successful in the league, you had to have a really good power forward, like a stretch power forward, and he was one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Just somebody who could score down low and maybe knock down some shit like mid-range jumpers. Yes. You just need someone dominant inside. Yes. Um, Chris Bosh. I think the non-longevity hurts him. Yeah, it's a shame that Blood... He, could, he also could, would still be playing right yes. now. Yes, yes. Because, you know, he's a two-time champion. One all... You know, he was one-time All-NBA second team and he was 11 time all-star like people forget how good he was in toronto like his career or game suffered the most from you know playing with lebron and d-wade he had to sacrifice the most yeah but i think he sacrificed it for a couple rings so yes yeah Yeah. i don't know if he'd ever go back and he arguably has the the biggest rebound in nba history 
Mm-hmm. LeBron missed three when he kicked it out to Ray Allen. Yeah, bang, bang. Yes, I love that. His, his three pointer, bang. bang. <laughs> and then I think he blocked Danny Green's uh, game potential game tying three at the buzzer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He made like two uh, game changing plays. And ironically, this next guy, um, since we're talking about the Spurs, Tony Parker. Yes, I could agree with that one. I think what maybe hurts Parker is maybe he was just – no, he's a six-time All-Star. Um, but he played at 18, so maybe he just wasn't like – he didn't have enough accolades. But he was without doubt just a really good player for a long time mm-hmm. and a key reason for the Spurs winning. Like, he was – I remember watching the 2013 finals. He was so good that finals for, like, mm-hmm. the Spurs. Yeah. Okay, this other guy. This guy was another controversial one. Vince Carter. See, that's one where I think longevity does help. The argument, yeah, but I know Vince Carter. He was kind of, since we're talking about Harden and Dwight Howard not being good teammates or jerks. Vince Carter, like how things ended in Toronto, like he quit on the Raptors. Like mm-hmm. he was a jerk in Toronto, and I think part of the reason he used like the second half of like the end of his career as almost like his redemption tour. Mm-hmm. So that helped, like the fact he didn't go maybe he didn't go ring chasing on purpose. He just, I mean, he became he turns off into really good like three point shooter like to have some longevity because obviously you know his athleticism that doesn't last forever yeah yeah no i could see that one too um okay and oh tracy mcgrady that's another one i think he he should have been on the list too mm-hmm. give, give the claim for it real quick seven time all nba selection seven time all-star and one most improved player i think injuries really got him at the end of yeah. his career yeah like people forget how good he was in Orlando and in Houston. Did you see? Probably. Yeah, go on. It probably has a top five uh, basketball shoe of all time. Yes. Yeah. You know what uh, I'm talking about. Yes, I do. Uh, I, I hate. I, I don't know why I've been thinking about this. Did you see the story that came out that Allen Iverson almost went to play football in Notre Dame? Yes, I, I knew that. If you think it, it all changed, because he went to prison in high school. Yeah. And, at the, and you know who almost went to Notre Dame at the same time? Randy Moss. Dude, could you imagine that? In trouble in high school. I, I knew both of those things. Oh, well, whatever. Because, well, both of them went to prison in high school. and then Yeah, frick and off. Alan Iverson even said he thought he was a better football player. And when he said at his Basketball Hall of Fame speech, he thought he would be going into the Football Hall of Fame. Like, yeah. He led his high school teams to the state championship in football and basketball in the same season. Like, That's insane. Have you ever seen his high school football highlights? No. Are they crazy? He played quarterback and safety. And dude was a thumper. Yeah. He could lay down the wood, too. I'll watch, I'll watch it once we get off here. Yeah. it's No, he was so good. It's yeah. crazy when you look like Alan Iverson's, what, six foot, six one? But mm-hmm. look at him on the football field. He just looks so much bigger. Like, it, it's yeah. crazy. Like, you know, Miles Garrett, the guy is a massive human being mm-hmm. he was at the Cavs Warriors game back in November and there was a picture of him talking to Steph Curry after the game him and Steph Curry are the same height that's insane yeah isn't that crazy yeah like you know Steph Curry looks so tiny out like on the NBA court and Miles Garrett looks so huge on a football field but right next to each other they're the same size mm-hmm. yeah um so do you have anything else about the 75 guys you want to add on um I, I think those, I think we're good right there. Mm-hmm. I, okay, I think the only thing I want to add on, as I was telling you before we started, you know, because they had the top 51 that came out in 97. They didn't – everybody on whom, on the 75 list was also on the top 50. So they literally just added 25 new guys. Mm-hmm. You would think that a couple of those guys who were on the top 50 may have not – may have fallen off of this list, may, may not be a top 75 still. Yeah. Some of those guys who played like in the early 50s or 60s sort of thing. No, I could see that. I could definitely see that. That was kind of an argument when the list came out. It was kind of like, well, how, how do you keep all 50 of those guys on the list? Don't you think a handful of them may, may have fallen off? Just mm-hmm. how much better basketball has become within the past 30, 30 plus years sort of thing? Yeah, but I think a lot of that too, you have to, and I, I, I understand where you're coming from 100%, like 100%. I think the way the game has changed though, you have to, you have to rate guys based on the eras they played in, not based on era to era. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like that, I, I 100% get like, if you dropped LeBron James in in the 70s, he's getting, you know, 50, 60 points a game. 
and it's not even it's not even close. But you have to you got to look at the guys that played. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You got to look at the guys like when they played based on the competition they played, not based on era to era. If that kind of makes sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So real quick before we move off of NBA, uh, like real real fast. One of the other big pieces of news that came out during this weekend, Chris Paul out for the rest of the regular season um, with the, the thumb fracture. Uh, Ryan, really the only question I have for you about this. Um, do the Suns hold on to the number one seed going into the playoffs, in your opinion? That's tough. Mm-hmm. That's tough. I mean, they play. let me look at the stand. I want to see how much. I think Memphis is the two seed. I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't. Uh, but I know they're about six or seven games. They were about six or seven games up going into the second half. I believe. I believe. Okay. Yes, they are six and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, Golden State is the. Uh, oh, Golden State's the two seed. Memphis yeah. the three. I don't know. I mean, it depends who can step up and replace them because they still got Devin Booker. They still got DeAndre Ayton, uh, Mikel Bridges. Mm-hmm. I think Cameron Payne is going to step up into the starting role now. I don't know. We have to see how these first couple of games go for them mm-hmm. before I can really say. I mean, I think they're a good enough team all around to where they should be able to hang on, but I don't see them if they do drop dropping anywhere past the two seed. Yeah, I mean, he just means so so much to that team with what he brings to the to, to the plate and and taking more of the pressure off Booker. Uh, and and so it, it'll be interesting to see the way that they play. The way that they play down the stretch, I, I don't like you said. I don't see them slipping much further than the two three seed. Like I think two at the max. I could see Golden State overtaking the one seed, uh, and and you know, you know, right. moving forward from there. But I think Golden State's really the only one who has this shot of uh, passing them. But yeah, yeah, I, I I I can't see anybody else though. No, me either. Um. All right, we ready to go to our speed date. All right. College basketball Saturday. God, I love college basketball Saturday so much. Uh, a couple minutes on each of the big games I'm going to go ahead and bring up. Okay, you can talk about what you want about it. Uh mentioned a little bit, but uh, let's roll through it quick. Let's go. Uh, Purdue, Michigan State. Purdue goes to Michigan State. Purdue favored by three. Ryan, what do you think? I'm rolling with Purdue right here. Michigan yes. Michigan State, kind of, we said before the show, they're kind of sliding. Mm-hmm. And even though it's at home, I, I think it'll be a closer game. But I just think Purdue pulls away. Jaden Ivey, that guy's that guy's the real deal. Jaden Ivey and have an ED down low. I 100% with agree with you. Take Purdue minus three. Love it. Um, I just think it's too much. Ivey when he gets rolling, he's too good. And Michigan State, yeah, they're limping into uh, the limping into the Big Ten tournament in in the Big Tournament. Now that being said, if Michigan State, which I expect them, they are going to get into the Big Dance. Um, Hammer them early on. Round of 64, round of 32. Uh, at 12, we didn't talk about this one, but I just saw it. Bedlam. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Is it still Bedlam in basketball? Probably. Probably. A lot of times these rivalries, they're big for one sport. Like Ohio State, Michigan, it's not the same thing as it is in football. No, That's not even close. Not even close. I'm still going to call it Bedlam. I still want to. Oklahoma Go State. Ahead. Uh, goes to Oklahoma. Oklahoma three and a half point favorites. Um, have any feelings on it? Boomer, baby. Go Sooners. Okay, Boomer Sooner. I'm the opposite. I love Oklahoma State. Take the Cowboys at the plus three and a half. I really, really enjoy it. Not all these games are going to have numbers because, again, college basketball is really weird about, about when they put out their lines. It's not like football. Um, I could see Oklahoma State because they are or Oklahoma because they are at home. Uh, yeah, going to Norman's is a tough place. Yeah. Uh, but I love I love taking the plus team in a uh, rivalry game. Two o'clock. I am going to sit down and watch the entirety of this game because I think it's going to be awesome. Kentucky goes to Arkansas. Uh, Musselman has the boys rolling. Arkansas right now home favorites by two and a half. Um, Kentucky, when playing their best, might be the best team in the nation. Ryan, what do you think? I'm I'm going to go with Kentucky. Kentucky here. Yes, I love it. I like their team, yes. I'm a big fan of two guys who they got from the transfer portal. Jacob Toppin. Yep. Kellen Grady. I am so – I'm just glad Kellen Grady doesn't play for Davidson anymore. That mm-hmm. guy mm-hmm. is a real deal. 
Their pace of play is awesome. This game might go for a billion points. The over-under is 47 and a half. Uh, I, I don't want to take away from what Arkansas has done, but, uh, man, Kentucky is so, so good. And they fought with uh, with Auburn, and I know Auburn hasn't looked the same down the stretch they did early on, but, man, they played them so, so well. And I, I really like Kentucky in this game, too, to get the road victory and cover the points, which is going to be really, really awesome. Um, so we move out of there. Of course, nobody cares, but Cornell plus one and a half at home against Yale. Okay, we get uh, the Ivy Leagues on Saturday as well. It's absolutely to me that make some of these Ivy League teams play Friday and Saturday. I don't get that. Um, it's just because they can get – they they, is it a nationally televised game? No. No, they're ESPN Plus. They're ESPN Plus. Okay, that's – I don't know. No, I don't get it either. Um, I'd rather play than party. Another one you may not care about I'm going to bring up anyway because I like the number – Virginia Tech goes to Miami U. Um, Miami U, sneaky, really, really good team coming out of the ACC. Yes, yes, 100% true. Uh, the U, one and a half point favorites. That number started at two. Public is all over Virginia Tech. Ryan, do you care about this game? Well, also, whoever wins, it's good for Dayton. Just keep winning. There we go. Miami minus one and a half. I absolutely love them in this game. They're a really, really good basketball team. I don't know if that. Uh, if they can, uh, if Virginia Tech can really hang the whole game with them. Um, another one, we're not going to go in depth. I don't have the number. I just want to say it out loud. Uh, Seton Hall goes to Xavier. Uh, go Seton Hall. Yeah, go Pirates. Yeah. The Pirates. Pirates, there you go. Yes, I think so. Let me check real quick. Uh, oh, they don't have it. Um, just anybody that plays Xavier, go ahead and beat them for us um, forever. Uh, so we flip through, flip through. That's the three o'clock games. Um, another one I'm surprised to see, and this is going to shock a little bit of people because of the way they've played recently. Florida State goes to Virginia. Virginia has looked really, really good, especially those games against Duke. Um, they're favored by seven and a half. This is the hold your nose, and maybe this is going to suck, but it may be okay. I love Florida State plus the seven and a half getting on the road. Um, I don't know if you care about this game at all or not. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. It's a good game Saturday. I'm more hyped for well, UD's going to better wax the floor. Mm. They should. He's got to keep winning. Joe Lenardi has them as his first four out in his mm. two uh, brackets this week. So just keep winning. You got to beat them. You got to take them. Richmond on the road. I mean Richmond's 17 and 10. But then you end the season at home against Davidson. Yes. If they can win out. I don't know what Davidson's conference record is, but Dayton can potentially have a number one seed in the A10 tournament. It should be awesome. It should be awesome. Uh, one of the big games, 4 o'clock ESPN. This is another one I'm going to sit down and watch the entirety of it. Auburn goes to Tennessee. Tennessee favored by three and a half. Uh, Auburn being an underdog in a game at all this year is absolutely asinine to me. Um, give me your thoughts. Um, who are they playing again? Tennessee. Auburn, Tennessee. At Tennessee, Tennessee's favored by three and a half. Auburn, they've, I don't want to say they've struggled recently, but they've lost a couple... And you know they're going to get every team's best shot. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pick Tennessee here. Okay. Okay. I can respect that a ton, uh, but I'm going to go the opposite way. I have to take plus points with a team like Auburn, especially with uh, uh, who's our buddy they have that's really, really good, maybe number one overall pick. You're better with names than I am. Smith, yes. Smith. Yes, Jabari Smith. Thank you very much. Um, that guy can do it all, uh, and so I'm all on Auburn with this. And it really comes down to this. I would rather take Auburn and lose than take Tennessee and lose. Does that make sense? I got, yeah, I got you. Okay. Um, we then get a score past it already, but I really liked this one too. Oh, we brought this up already. Wisconsin goes to Rutgers. Big 10 showdown. Um, we always talk about Wisconsin being a really, really good team. Ryan, how do you see this game going? Go Badgers. Yeah. Yeah, I could see Wisconsin. That's the real deal. For me, it comes for Rutgers just to – I know you had something. I know yeah. their best player is Ron Harper Jr., and I know he's been a little banged up. So it comes down to how, how healthy he is. And I know mm -hmm. Rutgers is tough to beat at home. Yes, they are. So that's why I kind of want to take Rutgers. I want to see the number, but I don't have it yet. really depends on when that comes out. Uh, if it was just to pick them, for sure Wisconsin. Uh, so Texas Tech, TCU, how legit is Texas Tech? They're the real deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I think so too. Texas Tech favored by five on the road. Uh, TCU has been really good, not only as an underdog, but at home this year. They're nine and one. Or Texas Tech, though, is nine and one against the spread in their last 10. Um, at home, or as an underdog, rather, TCU is seven, three, and one. Uh, this is the unstoppable force versus the immovable object. I want to see if this number pushes up even more, but I really like TCU. If that number goes up, if it goes down, give me Texas Tech. They're a bubble team, too. Lonardi has them as one of his last four buys. Yeah. Hate watching game. I hate watching games on TCU's court. It's the worst thing ever. It hurts my eyes. Uh, I hate it so much. Um, We're working our way down, working our way down. Uh, Nevada, Wyoming. We don't have to talk about it. I don't know the number. It should just be a good game out west on CBS Sports. Something to turn on. The game of the day, Ryan. We can stop and talk about this for a hot second. Let's do it. Kansas goes to Baylor, okay, into Waco uh, to take on the Baylor Bears. What do you think? I'm rolling Kansas here. You have to, have to, have to. After what they did do in the first game, and and um, man, they just rolled through. Uh, and they got – I can't pronounce the guy's name who got injured for them. I really can't. I, I hear it all the time, and I know it's a big deal. Um, but, man, if Baylor's like a big home under – or Baylor right now is favored by three points from what I just saw. So, Baylor favored by three points, Kentucky plus three. Golly, I'm going to love watching that game so, so much. Um, we got to find a spot that we can just both sit down and watch it for a good little bit. Sound good? Yes. You make me that promise? Saturday night, yeah. Yes. Okay, make me that promise right now. We sit down, we watch it. Uh, oh, I think I'm going to take Baylor. As much as it hurts, man, I think that they win at home, oh, dude. I assume college game day is going to be there. Has to be, has to be, has to be, has to be. Um, it's going to be a lot of excitement. and Maybe get a little extra juice in the Baylor. Yep. They want a little payback for the last meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, WCC. Game of the day, Gonzaga plays St. Mary's. Look, I love St. Mary's. I really, really do. They're a legit tournament team. They truly, truly are. Uh, so is San Francisco out there. Um, but, Ryan, go ahead and finish my thought for me. Rock with the Bulldogs. It's Gonzaga. It's always yeah. been Gonzaga. It's always been Gonzaga. They're 11-point favorites. When I saw they were only 10-point favorites against San Francisco, I nailed them, and they won by, like, 20. And that was on the road. They're too good. Chet is the real deal. He's awesome. He's really, really good. Um, he is really good. Have you watched a ton of him? His, I have not had the chance really to watch Gonzaga this year. His interior defense is so, so good. And his ability to shoot from out far is, is insane as well. Um, I love it's it. crazy to me that he's from Minneapolis. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. Uh, and then the only other last game of note, USC-Oregon. Uh, right now, uh, you could get, uh, it's about Oregon minus two at home. Golly, I love taking USC because of that. This is a good team, man. USC, USC is a good team. Um, and, and the Pac-12, it's not like loaded, loaded, but that's a pretty good matchup for the Pac-12. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Oregon beat UCLA the other night too. So yeah, I mean, they're good. Oregon's good too. Oregon had a slow start coming into the year, but uh, and and obviously they've lost recently to Arizona in a little site, which Arizona is a good team. Arizona is a really really good team, uh, and they played them down to the wire as uh, twelve point underdogs. Oregon did. Um, so it is tough to say. Oregon's defensive ranking is really really good, uh, and 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 so is SC. Um, and so, man, I don't know, but I, I love SC. I'm, uh, USC is a, a – they're not a sleeper because they're ranked 16th for me, but I think it's kind of East Coast bias. People are going to overlook USC in the tournament. Yeah, no, I agree. So, mm-hmm. just because maybe most people on the East Coast just aren't watching some of the games out the West Coast just because they're starting times. And- exactly. Uh, but you're right. Go Flyers against LaSalle. That should be a win on the road. They better mop the floor with them. Better mop the floor with them uh, to get a good little uh, – momentum going into that last game of the season. Uh, Ryan, do you have anything else, buddy? That was our speed date. That that was good, yeah. That was our speed date. That is probably, I looked forward to that. Uh, I love that. I love that. Just flying through games, picking them as fast as I can. 
Don't think about it. Just go. Um, but Ryan, thank you. Thank you for this. It brought life into me on a Friday night. It truly I did. Enjoyed, I enjoy doing these a lot. It is. Uh, and thank you all for listening. Uh, remember to download, subscribe, rate, review. Remember, only Fridays for the foreseeable future till we hit the summer uh, or late spring. Uh, then we'll come back here with two, but we're going with only Fridays, and it's going to be a lot like this, recapping the news notes from the weeks and big games. Um, and, uh, again, thank you all for listening, and uh, we will see you next time. Yep, thanks for listening.